morning. Welcome to church. Let's stand together and let's worship.
good morning to the person next to you and say hello.
Cheers. 
powerful name, the name of Jesus. Let's just all say the name of Jesus. Let's just say it together. Jesus, what a powerful name. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, thank you today for the power of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have come to live among us, Father, and be here with us this morning. God, we so desperately just need you today to show up and just to bless our time together, Lord. We pray that your Holy Spirit, Father, will fall fresh in you upon us. I pray that you would wrap your loving arms of love and care around each person that's in this room today. I pray, oh God, that you minister to our children, our students, Lord. Uh, those that are sitting in this cafe, Lord, and worshiping there and online. God, we just pray today that your powerful name, Lord, would raise up and heal those who are hurting, Lord. Embrace, Father, those who are discouraged today, those that are going through difficult times physically, Lord. Father, we pray for those who are experiencing loneliness during this holiday season. God, we know that in the name of Jesus, Father, all things can be made new. And so, Lord, we praise you today. We honor you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy today, Lord. We pray that you would anoint your word today as it's spoken. And we pray, Father, that you would do something brand new in all of our lives this Christmas season. Father, we pray for those in our community that do not know Jesus. God, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to be the church again here in this community, God, that would uh, just be a lighthouse on this little hill here, Lord. And we pray for those that may come to our Christmas Eve service, Father. We pray, dear God, that you would fill this place up with people seeking you, Lord. And God, we be sure to give you all the praise and all the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church today. We're certainly glad you're here. If you're a guest today, we welcome you. And we hope that you sense God's presence and that you will return again and be a part of this uh, community here at Salem Fields Community Church. Hey, we're going to take our offering in just a few moments at the next song, and we appreciate uh, the very fact of your faithful giving. And uh, we just thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for all of you that uh, continue to trust us with your tithes and offerings as God uses us, and we do our very best to be good stewards of that which you entrust to us uh, in the name of Jesus through your tithes. And uh, if you've never experienced God's uh, blessing through the uh, act of worship of tithing, that's just simply giving the first 10% of your income back to God as God says that he will pour out blessings on us more than we can even imagine. So thank you and many of you are experiencing that blessing. Speaking of giving, our year end uh, is coming up in just a week or two weeks. We'll be at the end of another year. Can you believe that? It just seems like to me we just celebrated Christmas Eve and here we are again and that end of the year is right upon, is upon us. And that brings us to year-end giving. Some of you have uh, been blessed and you have uh, monies maybe that you want to give at the year-end. And I know you have many, many places that you could give a year-end gift to, but there's no better place that I believe that's doing more than, uh, more than uh, we'll use your money uh, more effectively uh, than here at Salem Fields Community Church. We'll use that to reach people and carry on the ministries uh, here at Salem Fields Community Church. Speaking of that, the Thanksgiving offering. Wow, God's continuing to bless it. That thing grew again last week, and we're up to 65574 Praise the Lord. 
Now, you might say, well, buddy, I'm getting tired of you talking about the, the Thanksgiving offering. Well, just put in a check for today for $9,500. I mean, one, uh, yeah, $9,500, and I won't talk about it again. Okay? <laughs> anyway, we're going to try to make that $75,000 by the end of the year, and then I'll shut up, okay? Uh, but we appreciate it. You have been so faithful in giving us our largest Thanksgiving offering in our history. And uh, that's just a cool thing. So thank you so much, Salem Fields. You're a generous church, and uh, we certainly appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. And so just another couple of quick announcements. Hopefully when you came in, uh, over by our manger scene, we actually have a Christmas tree out there. And on that tree is the name of a, a lot of different children within the Spotsylvania County school system that are homeless. And so if you go over there and you read, there are a lot of basic needs that them and their families just need uh, in order just to get by. And so uh, Spotsylvania County sets up this um, treasure house where the families can actually come through uh, and they can kind of essentially shop for themselves to get what they need. And so uh, we have the opportunity to partner with them uh, with that. So visit the tree, uh, check that out, check out all the details, and we appreciate your generosity in that already. And uh, let's just continue to do that uh, and really just help those families out. Also coming up is our first week revival. Uh, every single year we set aside the first week of the new year uh, to really put God first, to make sure that we are doing that in our lives and in our families' lives. And so uh, it's a really cool opportunity for you to do just that. So come and join us. It's January 6th through the 10th. Every single service that weekend, so Saturday night and 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sunday, are all going to be a different message. So definitely plan on being there for that. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Revival will continue. Uh, there are amazing speakers with that. And for the weekdays, come at 6.15 for dinner and then stay for the message. And it is sure to be a really special time of us just seeking God together and making sure that we put him first in the new year. Uh, so Christmas Eve is coming up next weekend. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about that. But first, watch this. <laughs> Um, do you like to come to our church? It's the best and it's almost and tomorrow's Christmas time. Um, do you know about Christmas? In ten days it's Christmas. Do you let me invite you at the Christmas party tomorrow before Christmas? Do you let me invite you? It's the best. I don't why do I have to go to church? Well, if you want to, because it's really fun. You can but, worship Jesus but at I don't just why do I have to go to church? I don't want to or I'm afraid. You sure you don't let it go? You never know if you don't try it. What I do there. There's going to be lots of people. We're going to get some snacks. At, we're going to get some ice cream for the party and pizza. But, 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 but we're going to have we're going to we're going to have ice cream and cake. And we're going to and we're going to go to Toys R Us. We're going to go to McDonald's. And well, we're going to have Christmas presents and balloons. Hello, guy. I need to talk. So, you want to come? Okay. I want to go to Omaha now. Inviting to Christmas is not that hard. So this year, let's invite our friends and family. 
And as they proved, it is not that hard to invite someone to Christmas Eve. So hopefully if you pull out your programs right now, and within that program is a card that has our Christmas Eve services on it. Hold up that card. I want to make sure you all got it. Awesome. So to some of you, that might look like just the card with some Christmas Eve times on it. But really, for someone else, that might be an opportunity of hope. That might be an opportunity for their life to completely change forever. And so I really want to encourage you guys to almost treat it as that, to go to your friends, to go to your neighbors, to go to your coworkers and your family, and really just use this as an opportunity uh, to reach out and say, hey, come and join me on Christmas Eve. And the cool thing about the Christmas season is it actually presents itself an opportunity for people to kind of put their guards down with accepting an invitation to church. And so now is the greatest opportunity that we have. And so we want to encourage you, really make it a priority and treat it as, you know what, this could truly mean uh, changing someone's entire life and entire eternity and really impacting their family and every single person that is in their lives as well. So can you guys commit to inviting just one person to Christmas Eve? Can everyone do that? There's a lot of quiet people out here. All right. Those guys showed you. It's not that hard. Just talking a baby voice. So anyway, so there are the times up Saturday night at 6 p.m. and then on Christmas Eve at 9 a.m., 6 p.m., and 8 p.m. I'm also excited to talk about coming up on Monday is our family communion. And this is a special time where you and your family can come and uh, take communion with Pastors Buddy and Gay. Uh, and really just making sure you know what, as our family, we just want to get our hearts right. We want to get our focus right for really what Christmas is all about. So it is just a really special time. We want to encourage you guys to be there for that. It is from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And then also just wanted to bring to your attention uh, with our Christmas schedule, the last thing that I just haven't talked about is the fact that uh, the day before New Year's Eve, so December 30th, uh, we will not be having our Saturday night service, but we will still on New, on New Year's Eve have our normal service times at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So we're so glad that you guys are here. We're going to continue to worship with our tithes and offerings, and we hope that you guys are just as excited to not only continue this series uh, as Pastor uh, Buddy talks about celebration here this morning, but also really just excited to see what God's going to do uh, for the rest of this series and really for Christmas Eve. So thank you guys for being here, and we're going to continue to worship.
Good morning. Don't you wish it was that simple? <laughs> hey, how many of you finished your Christmas shopping? Wow, there's still a lot of shopping to be done. Gracious sakes. Wow, they said the mall was really nice and packed yesterday. I don't know. I didn't make it over there, but I heard it was, somebody said it took 30 minutes to get there. I'm thinking if it takes you 30 minutes to get there, you shouldn't go there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's that time of year again, you know, and I was just thinking about what Rich talked about there, about inviting our friends I've got two uh, people that say they're coming. Uh, we'll see, you know, I'm praying that they will. And um, you know that uh, 82% of American people that don't go to church said they'd come to church if a trusted friend invited them. So people out there are just waiting, especially at Christmas time, for you and I to invite them. You know, I, and I, you know, no matter how, uh, what my, my uh, responsibilities here at the church are, and no matter how long I've been a believer, it's still... Uh, kind of gut-wrenching to walk up to someone and invite them to come to Christmas Eve. So I, I'm right there with you, uh, but I still try to do it as often as I can, as much as I can. And uh, it takes, you have to ask a lot of people to get somebody sometimes to come. But don't stop asking, okay? Uh, because 82% of the people that don't go to church said they'd come if a friend invited them. And, uh, you know, we advertise on Facebook. We pay for this Facebook ad. We do advertising on B101. Uh, point five, but the best way to get your friends here is if you just simply walk up to them and invite them, hand them a card, and say, we'd love to see you there. So, okay, you, uh, all of you said you would do that, uh, and um, so it's Christmas time. 
It's time to do that. For millions, I know all of you didn't, but uh, I'm just going to act like you did. For millions of, of Christmas uh, uh, around the world, is the only time of the year that uh, people go to church. Uh, is it Christmas and Easter, two times a year? Uh, you can count on it. And uh, these are sometimes called CEOs. In other words, Christmas and Easter only attendees. <laughs> but according to the Hartford Institute for Re uh, Religion Research, only 20% of American Christians actually attend church on a weekly basis. So, you know, we don't, they don't have, you know, not, they don't have, uh, we don't have much more on them uh, when we only come 20% uh, percent of American Christians only attend, um, actually attend on a weekly basis. Actually, they say a committed Christian these days uh, only come to church 30 times a year. Now, I don't know how committed that is, but anyway, uh, many churches report that their attendance nearly doubles at Christmas. That's the same for us. Uh, it nearly doubles. And um, there's a significant spike, Google tells us, in the number of people that search for church in December. So why do people who uh, normally don't go to church show up on Christmas? You know, if I, I thought about that. It's likely because they see it as a special part of their Christmas celebration. I don't think it's something that we need to necessarily be down on people about uh, because I believe people that do show up find some kind of special meaning in the very fact that they're going to come on Christmas and Easter. Uh, um, you see, the first Christmas celebration, though, was believed to be held around 98 A.D. Now, I know when I bring out these facts, somebody's in there saying, no, it was here. No. Well, this is, let's just agree that tonight, today, uh, for this message, it's 98 A.D., okay? It was adopted 40 years later. It's the darnest thing people want to argue about, but anyway, uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> it was adopted 40 years later as a Christian festival. Not until the 5th century was the date permanently fixed to December 25th. Up until that time, it, was, it had been observed at various times of the year. But then you think about it, not everyone looked favorably, favorably on Christmas celebrations. The first pilgrim fathers condemned all church festivals. But nevertheless, Christmas is celebrated in many different ways by many different people. You know, men have their own way of celebrating Christmas, and here's just one of them. It's actually an underwear commercial, and we cut it off. <laughs> but that was some of the men at uh, men's retreat, uh, men's advance. We practiced that. Um, it turned out pretty good. But anyway, Christmas is celebrated around the world. You know, it's not just an American celebration, but it's celebrated in many different ways. In France, you know, I'm just thinking, not one person laughed at that last night, at Saturday night. I'm thinking... I even asked Kelly this morning, you think I should use that? <laughs> so thank you for laughing. Thank you, Jennifer. 
<laughs> appreciate that. But, but in France, children put their shoes in front of the fireplace so that Father Christmas can fill them. Now, if that would be me, I'd put a big shoe there. Uh, but in Spain, people dance and sing in the streets after midnight mass on Christmas Eve. And in Italy, the family prays while the mother places a figure of the Christ child in a manger. In Denwick, uh, Denwick, Denmark, <laughs> Denwick's me. In Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, Christmas dinner includes rice pudding. And uh, in that big bowl of rice pudding, they put a single almond in it. And tradition says if that almond is scooped out into your little bowl, you're going to have a good year. You're going to have good luck throughout the year. In Australia and New Zealand, December comes during the summer, so many people celebrate Christmas by going to the beach. You know, in, a, in America, we celebrate Christmas in many different ways, but I found this little video that kind of speaks to maybe how we celebrate here in America. Whatever your tradition may be, we're grateful to be part of it. Happy Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Merry Christmas. Isn't that just heartwarming? That's a Publix grocery store commercial. <laughs> 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 and we're, we're going to soon have one. Uh, but it's kind of heartwarming, huh? Today, as we continue our series, Simple Christmas, I want to talk about some ways that maybe we could simplify our Christmas uh, in, a, in ways that maybe closely, more closely represent those uh, that celebrated that first Christmas. You know, the question is, how, how do you celebrate Christmas? Now, I'd love to just kind of have a mic or, you know, maybe have a... Uh, some hot chocolate and just get together as a church and people go around and talk about our Christmas celebration. But uh, this question is important, really, because of the significance of the day and because in America, it's not normally a simple celebration. I mean, some of you started in October and, you know, and, uh, and some of you, you know, got up or left a, or left a family sitting at the Thanksgiving table and went to Walmart. Uh, on uh, Thanksgiving Day or got up early on Good Friday or not Good Friday, Black Friday. <laughs> uh, boy, these holidays. You know, the older you get, the closer they are together. <laughs> I'm already thinking about Easter, you know. But, but we know, of course, that Jesus was probably not born on December 25th, even though the date was established. At least there's no real evidence that it is. Nevertheless, this is the day that most people uh, celebrate Christmas. Christians and non-Christians alike, we celebrate that as the birth of Jesus. But you know, it seems today in our culture, Christians and those who are not Christians celebrate in mostly secular ways. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not up here to bash Christmas celebrations whatsoever. What I, what I really would like to do is help us find some other options to what we may already do uh, that maybe would help us and uh, to consider rather than the stress-filled hustle and bustle of, of office parties or buying presents and overextended credit cards or decorating the house and visiting and eating with relatives that we love and some that we don't, uh, wrapping and unwrapping huge piles of gifts or watching NBA games on television or drinking the holidays away, which some people have a tendency to do. But we must admit that many of our celebrations are not very simple. And they leave us drained of our energy. They leave us in debt. They, uh, they can leave us hungover, disappointed, and feeling empty and lost after it's all said and done. You see, Christmas celebrations today remind me of two women who were having lunch in an elegant hotel, who, who were approached by a mutual friend who asked them, hey, why are you guys having a, a meal together today? And one lady replied, we're celebrating the birth of my baby boy. But where is he? The friend asked, and, and she said, uh, the mother said, you didn't think I'd bring him, did you? You see, what a picture of the way that we sometimes celebrate Jesus at Christmas. So, so that I'm not guilty of leaving the baby out of this message, I want to say that the simplest thing that you can do this year to celebrate Christmas, if you have never asked Jesus Christ in your heart, that is the simplest thing that you can do this Christmas is to invite him into your heart, uh, that one whose uh, birth we celebrate. If you've never done that, I, I would just encourage you that that would be the greatest thing that you could do for yourself and your family this Christmas would be the greatest gift you could give yourself and the people around you is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, the Bible tells us that the birth of Jesus was unlike all other births and that Jesus existed uh, before birth as the second person of the Trinity and he became a man. And he didn't do that to provide us with the reason to buy gifts and decorate the house or to bake cookies or to go in debt or so that we would have a sweet little story to tell our children each Christmas. But he came to be our Savior. The simplest way I can explain Christmas to you is three simple sentences. First of all, I am a sinner. You know, the Bible says we're all sinners. You are a sinner. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> I'm a sinner. Next, as a sinner, I need a Savior. You see, our sins separated us from God. There is no way God created us to be in relationship with us, and the only way that we can get back to God is through the uh, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and, and we, need a, uh, we need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, so whosoever believes in him shall be saved. So the simplest way to celebrate Christmas this year, if you've never believed, never accepted Christ, is to believe on Jesus as your Savior. There's no better time than at Christmas time. Now I want to talk to you uh, just for a little bit about how we can slow down and truly experience this special season celebrated or centered around family and joy, and giving, and most importantly, celebrating the birth, the death, and resurrection of Jesus. 
and therefore maybe celebrate a simpler Christmas this year. First, let's read the story or hear the story read from Luke chapter 2 to gain a few thoughts on how to have a simpler Christmas this year. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Quite a story, huh? So it's from that first, uh, from that biblical account of the first Christmas that I uh, pulled out four ways that we can at least enjoy uh, a few hours of simply celebrating Jesus in the midst of celebrating Christmas. You see, I, I, I say that because many of our celebrations are, are like the ladies at the restaurant. We leave the baby out of Christmas celebrations. So I just thought it would be a good way to kind of put Jesus back in that. Uh, you know, I was thinking this morning coming in, I saw a sign that said, uh, don't take Christ out of Christmas or keep Christ in Christmas. And I'm thinking, you know, we might, we blame, maybe sometimes we blame uh, the retailers or the whoever, and really, uh, we may even do that ourselves by our celebrations. And so, I, I just want to give you four simple ways that we can make sure that we're celebrating 
a simple celebration of celebrating Jesus, of four biblical ways. First of all, uh, take some time to reflect. The Bible says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, while everything around her was happening, think about that. I mean, she'd been on this long journey. She, uh, on the back of a donkey, pregnant. She gets to town and finds out Joseph didn't make any reservations and everything was full. And she's ready to have this baby. And so she finally was given a place to lay her head down and, and have the baby in a stable or cave or whatever that might be that, that she was born in. We know it was crude, maybe in an animal trough, maybe in a hay manger, but we know that it was quite a day. And we know that uh, the shepherds came and there were animals and, 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 and everything happened at a, a rapid pace, I'm sure, but at the end of the day, Mary didn't say, man, I'll tell you, this is the worst day of my life. I'm tired of this. I, I don't know what Jesus or what God chose me for. No, she pondered. She reflected and pondered all these things in her heart. I mean, that means that she had joy, that she treasured them in her heart because it was the fact that Jesus was born. You see, this, this Christmas, find a quiet place where you can be all alone and, and take a moment to reflect and ponder all that you have to be thankful for this Christmas. You know, reflect on the ways God has blessed you this year, spiritually, or the way God has blessed you relationally or financially and otherwise. Reflect on his goodness. If we have nothing else to reflect on, God is a good God. Reflect on his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, and his faithfulness through all the seasons of life. Take some time to reflect. Next, be present. Be present. The Bible says when the angels had left them alone, had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So the Bible says they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who, were, who was lying in a manger. Now the shepherds were intentional about being present. They made their way to the manger. They, they intentionally made a point to be present. They had to travel, uh, at, at, I guess, at night, and uh, they left their work behind. They left their she the sheep behind to fend for themselves. Uh, I mean, they left their, maybe their families behind, all to be present at this miracle. They didn't want to miss this thing that God had talked to them about, that the fact that the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ himself, would be born in a manger, and they were intentional about being present. They put it all down. They left their cell phones behind. <laughs> and they went. And they, they probably used their GPS, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they were present. And, they most and, and likely, most likely, they spent uninterrupted time with Mary and Joseph and the Christ child. There was no grand celebrations. There was no exchange of gifts, no feasting on Christmas ham or, and, and cookies. They were just simply present. This Christmas, be fully present. Be fully present with the people you love. 
and spend some uninterrupted time with them. Seriously, let's put down our cell phones for a bit at Christmas. We can Facebook all day the next day. And we can tell everybody Merry Christmas the day before. But sometime during the day, just put down your cell phone for a bit. And focus on the people that are around you. They are important and sometimes, you know, and I'm as guilty as anybody in the whole world, so I'm talking to me, that I'm with people I love, but I'm talking about people, talking with people I hardly know on a device. And I'm not really present. And so I'm just saying, let's be present this Christmas. Let's put it down for a bit and stay off social media. It can survive one day. So that we can be fully present. Many times we get so busy doing Christmas that we, we miss being fully present in the moments that are important. Now the next one may be kind of weird for those of you who don't have this talent. But make your Christmas celebration simple and sing. Sing. The Bible says the angels sang. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. Now, this may seem odd at first, but spending time singing your favorite Christmas songs out loud. You know, listen to PER and sing along with those songs, right in your car or in your house, uh, you know, wherever, or, or, or I think it's uh, Thunder or one of the oldies stations or whatever. They play music the, the whole season. And then there's a station on Sirius Radio called Holiday Traditions. I mean, I sing Silent Night. I sing, uh, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, whatever. You know, when I'm riding down the road, I just sing because I can't sing and nobody can, you know, nobody's going. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, those old Christmas carols, pay close attention to the words as you sing those songs. You know, there's so much good theology. There's so much good study of God in the Christmas carols. Sing those traditional carols and sing them to the Lord. Which leads us to the next thought from the Christmas story, and that's worship. Worship. The Bible says the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, there's... Christmas is a great time to worship. Worshiping God, though, is, is much more uh, simply uh, than just simply singing. You know, worshiping includes giving God praise, praising God for who he is, and praising God for what he's done in your life. Worship is a way of life. I mean, worship is, is really showing worth to God. And we can worship God 24-7, no matter where we're at, no matter what's happening in our life, whether there's good things going on in our life or things that are not so good, we still know that God is good and that he is on the throne and he loves us. And he, if he's done nothing else for us and he ever, does nothing, ever does it, doesn't do another thing for us, he died for us and he forgave us of our sins. And if we put our hope in him, we shall not perish but have everlasting life, and that's simply enough to worship God for. So worship God as you shop, as you bake, as you wrap, as you eat with family and friends. Just this Christmas, seek to honor God with the way you live. 
I mean, you know, speak words of life to others. You know, there's so many words spoken that are so discouraging. But you and I as believers, we have the opportunity to speak life. And I think that's worship. When you and I can speak words of encouragement, words of life into people who are walking on the edge of death and need hope, just a flicker of hope. And you and I can speak those words of life and worship. Show love to your family this Christmas. Love the people in your life, no matter, no matter what is going on in their life or your life. Humbly serve your family. Praise God for the simple moments of Christmas. Finally, share. Share the story of Christmas with others. The Bible says that when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Now, many of us here have, we've not maybe literally seen Jesus but we, uh, and certainly not as a baby, but we have experienced him as our Savior. We've experienced him. This Christmas, tell someone the Christmas story. Not, not the story it was the night before Christmas, but the story of our Savior's birth. You know, if you're amazed about the story of Jesus, they too may share in your amazement. You know, I, I really think one of the things that's happened to you and I over the years, many of us have grown up since children hearing this story. And many of you have lived in this experience of salvation most of your life. And, and we've lost the amazement of that story. We watch it and it's almost like it just doesn't phase us anymore. It's like we watch it, but we really don't, hear it, we really don't experience it anymore. I mean, when was the last time, and hopefully it was this morning, that you and I were amazed. The Bible says the shepherds were amazed. And I think over the years we've lost our amazement. And therefore, the world is no longer amazed at our story. And you and I have got a story to tell. We've got a story to tell. And, and, and I'm just praying for myself this year that, that I once again will be amazed at the story that it's not just my work, it's not just coming to Christmas Eve and doing four more services at Christmas Eve and lots of people come and, and they leave and they don't come back. But maybe if just maybe if you and I were so amazed, the world would be once again amazed at the story of his birth. And we have that opportunity to share Jesus. And there's no better time than at Christmas time to share the amazing love of Jesus who so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now there's probably three or four translations in that but there are so many people out there who've never heard the story of Christmas. You know I'm amazed at the people that don't know the story of Christmas. All they know is Santa Claus. All they know is buying gifts and decorating the house. And, and, you know, it used to be that every child knew the song, Jesus Loves Me. When I grew up, I didn't go to church that often, but I knew the story, Jesus Loves, or the song, Jesus Loves Me. And they say today that 40 or 50% of children growing up today have never heard that song, that Jesus loves me.
this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Invite people to church on Christmas Eve, and I promise you we'll sing and we'll worship and we'll tell the story of our dear Savior's birth. Then a couple thoughts that I came, that I have to share with you. First of all, listen. Listen. Just take time to listen to the sounds of Christmas. You know, and the hustle and the bustle and the traffic and the TV blaring and social media and all the things that are going on in our life. We miss the sounds of Christmas. Listen for them. Listen for them. Listening is not easy. It's an art. It's something I struggle with. But listen to the sounds of Christmas around your dinner table. Listen to the sounds of Christmas from your children or your grandchildren and other family members as they enjoy Christmas. Listen to what's said around your table instead of thinking about what you're going to say next. Quietly listening is the best way to show loved ones that you care. Next, take time to remember. Remember some of your warm childhood memories of Christmas, of Christmas's past. You know, I can remember, uh, as I was thinking, as I wrote that, I can remember as a child, uh, we just had a little house, a ranch house, and had a bedroom here, and a bedroom here, and a bedroom here, and a living room right here, and a kitchen out here. It was five of us. And we piled in, same rooms. And I can remember being so excited, I go to bed so excited about Christmas morning that I could, I could hardly sleep at night. You know, and I'd, I'd listen because I just knew I was going to hear Santa Claus land on the roof. Never heard Santa Claus. But I'd get so excited. And then I'd have memories of being in the Christmas play down at the Kieseltown United Methodist Church. Me and my buddies, we, we would go down and we were always in the Christmas play and I was always the shepherd. And I can remember standing at the back of the church with my two buddies just waiting for the appearance of the shepherds, for the angels to come and sing glory on the highest and all that. And walk down that aisle with my little white hat on or, you know, thing on with my cane and kneeling and worshiping. They're fond memories, and sometimes we just need to think back to some of those good memories. I think those memories of that little Christmas play is why one day I knelt when I was 26 years old and gave my life to Jesus. They're good memories. If you're a believer, remember your own salvation story and how the birth of Jesus changed your life. Remember how he was willing to enter this messy, broken, helpless world, life, because you and I were worth it. So remember, next, make your Christmas simple this year by just simply enjoying. Just enjoy the season. Kick back and relax. Christmas is a beautiful time of year. With all the Christmas lights, the decorations hung with care, the simple gifts, the special times with family. Appreciate the little things. Parents, enjoy your kids. Because I can tell you, in a moment, they're grown and gone. In a moment. You might think, my gosh, I'll be glad. <laughs> but I got to tell you, before you know it, before you know it, they'll be having their own Christmas celebration. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your spouse the wife of your youth, the husband of your youth. Enjoy your family and your friends. Slow down long enough to enjoy. 
And next, read. Make your Christmas simple by reading the Christmas story. And here's what I think that we can get the amazement back. Ask the Lord to give you fresh eyes. As you read that story, ask God to give you fresh eyes to see something in that story that will amaze you. So that as you go out into, as we go out into our workabout world, I don't work, but y'all do, go out into your work world and share the story of Christmas. Read it slowly and think about it. Read it to your family. Talk about it with your children, your grandchildren. Finally, pray. Just stop and pray sometime. You know, pray for yourself. God, would you give me the Will you open my heart? May I, may I see that, the story in a whole new way. May I be amazed. Pray for your family. Pray for your children, your grandchildren, your friends. Pray for those in your life that don't know Jesus. And ask God to give you opportunities to share the Christmas story with others. Pray for those who are all alone this Christmas. There are so many people all alone. Pray for people who are going through struggles with their health or emotional struggles, or whatever. And just pray for people who may not be in the same place you are. You know, Christmas is just a simple celebration of that moment in history when a holy God came down to earth to be born as a baby to a virgin mom. Now that's amazing. To show God's love for sinful humankind, you and I, with his death on the cross, he paid for our sins. You see, the story did not end in a manger. It ended, it ended with an empty tomb. He paid for our sins in full. There's nothing else you can do. They have been paid for. There's nothing you can do to get God to love you anymore, or there's nothing you can do to get God to love you any less. God simply loves you. You matter to him. God is crazy about you. He's madly in love with you, so madly in love with you and I that he sent his one and only son to die for us. That's madness. He came down to earth so that we could go up to heaven if heaven's up. Once we understand the true significance of Christmas, our attitude about how we celebrate may change. So this Christmas, let's just not celebrate Christmas Let's make it a simple celebration by changing the game-changing, life-altering, hope-giving reality, hope reality. Grace is a person, and his name is Jesus. And he moved into our neighborhood so that you and I could experience his love, that we could experience his peace. You see, at Christmas, peace has come down so that you and I can experience his peace at Christmas and throughout the year. We're going to worship together for a moment, and I just encourage you to just for a moment just to stop and listen to the sounds of Christmas through this worship song. Meditate on some of the things that maybe I said and listen for God's still small voice to speak to you. And If you'd like to come and pray, the altar's a great place. You don't have to do that. But however God leads you this morning, Let's just have a simple celebration. Our Christmas Eve is going to be a simple celebration of God's love. But let's make it a simple Christmas this year in our attitude and in our spirit.
Father, we thank you for this gathering this morning. I thank you, Lord, for every person in this room today and those in the building and online that are worshiping with us, Lord. I pray, dear God, that your Holy Spirit would remind us of just how amazing, oh God, this story of your birth is to us, Lord. Father, we thank you that you sent your son at Christmas time to love us, to show us the way to live and to ultimately die on a cross for our sins and to be resurrected to give us power. Father, we love you this morning and we thank you for that. 
And maybe you're here this morning and you've never really accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've never really uh, asked God to forgive you of your sins and invite him into your heart. Or maybe you did and you walked away. Or maybe this morning you're reminded of a fond Christmas memory of years gone by. And that maybe you just need to recommit your life to God, to Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, would you just pray this simple prayer with me this morning? Jesus, you can just pray it in your heart. You don't have to pray it out loud. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came at Christmas to die on a cross for my sins. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer with me this morning, I want you to know that on the authority of God's Word, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Bible says we shall be saved. What does that mean? Forgiven of our sins. Forgiven of our sins. And we're going to spend eternity with God in heaven when we pass from this life to the next. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me this morning, just simply want to say to God and to make witness to me with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, I prayed that prayer this morning. We do that just simply for you, not for us, because it helps you make a public statement to say, yes, Jesus, I prayed and I believe. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer, would you slip up your hand? Anybody like that today? Wow. God bless you all over the auditorium today. God bless you. May you find the amazement and the joy of that story. You can stop out at our table. We got a table out there for people who prayed that prayer this morning. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. We have a little gift for you. We'll celebrate with you. And we just praise God, Father. We thank you for that which has happened here this day, oh God. We thank you for those who have confessed today and those who have raised their hand and made that commitment, Father. They made that public confession that they believe in Jesus. And Father, we thank you today. I pray for us, Lord, that have been believers for a long time, Lord. And maybe we're no longer amazed at the story. It's just something we do, something we read. God, may it be more than that for us this Christmas. May you spark something new in our hearts. Something, Lord, that just so amazes us, so blows us away that we can't help but tell somebody. That we can't help but invite our friends and our family to Christmas Eve or to Christmas dinner. God, will you use us to share the story of your amazing love? Father, we thank you for Salem Fields Community Church. We thank you for the offering today. We thank you for the gift of the of the Thanksgiving offering, Lord. We thank you for those that may consider year in, Lord. We thank you for helping us financially this year, God. It's been a difficult year, God, but you've always shown up and you've helped us and we're thankful for that. We're thankful for your love and grace and your mercy and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, folks. If I don't see you Christmas Eve, have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your families and just keep it simple. Keep it simple, sweetie. Oh, come let us adore. Oh, God.